Hi, I'm Sean O. McCarthy, founding editor of The Comics Comic, found wherever you can type The Comics Comic into your electronic devices. Welcome to Last Things First, the show that asks comedians about the historic lasts and firsts in their lives as their comedy careers have blossomed, from young people's dreams to adult people living those dreams, or still dreaming. Questions both big and small are asked and answered. It's hopefully both amusing and illuminating. Today's guest is Mary Mack, whose comedic voice is so uniquely wonderful and winning, you'd barely believe they could replace her on an animated TV series. But then, Mack's life is full of surprises on stage and off, the kind of act that could compete for the Andy Kaufman Award, and still see her spending parts of her year not in Los Angeles, Minnesota, or on the road, but serving coffee out of her own camper in the woods of the upper Midwest. We talk about all of that, and she proves that her willingness to interact with strangers is not an act on her new CD, Pig Woman, when our own chats in Long Island City get interrupted. So let's get to it. Well, now we're started, and you already missed a, a half of the good stuff because oh. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary Mac, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Um, thank you. I know we're supposed to whisper. Well, yes, we're in a coffee shop that's playing soft rock of the 70s. Yeah, and um, there's people everywhere. It's New York. It is they New were York. right about this place. You know, the first... Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about something else, but, but the first place I ever saw you was in Las Vegas. Talk about noise and people and what? everything going on. Yeah, I saw you in Las Vegas. It was the first time. I apologize. I, I got to enjoy Mary Mac. It was, was at the Andy Kaufman Awards. Oh, man. Wow. I have regrets about that set. Really? Why? I, I feel like, first of all, does this hive on my ear make you uncomfortable? I can't hear I it have, at all. I, I'm okay. listening well, to it. Well, it's bright red. I don't, and I, I don't hear it. I, I'm breaking out in hives, <laughs> and I don't know what is happening, what's in the air, but I'm allergic to something. Yeah. I knew everybody else would get louder once we started talking. We're, we're totally we're blending we're, in. Yeah. We're, we should tell people we're, we're at this beautiful coffee house with um, hot pink wallpaper and a nice velour outcropping on it. It's Sweetleaf it, it, in it's Long Island City, New York. It's just wonderful. And the it staff is. was very kind. Is this Yelp? Is this <laughs> where we do our Yelp review? But I think everyone around us is yelping right now. Oh, yeah. But you Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah Las regretting Vegas. that. What? <laughs> it doesn't just stay there. <laughs> it it, what, it goes what, with you. What happened in, in 2007? Oh, my God. That was so long ago. Yeah, um, it, was, it was eight years ago. It was, it was when I started yikes. the Comics Comic. Oh, yeah. It was that weekend in Las Vegas. I, I appreciate your diligence and your dedication because i tried to just have a private blog one time yeah and it lasted about half an hour oh yeah so um that's amazing congratulations (laughs) what was your last entry in that blog oh well i think it was about i i like to put different characters together in different skits yeah. and I think I place one of my folk heroes Spider John Kerner mm-hmm. with like Brett Favre or something ah. 
And so, Folk um, fan fiction. Yeah, yes, exactly. The, the triple F. Yes, right. Well, hey, no, so I felt like the crowd, I was in so concerned about live performances mm. and, and the crowd enjoying themselves that I felt like that crowd at the Andy Kaufman hadn't really been warmed up yet because the hosts actually did their set in the middle of the show. Right, it was hosted by Reggie Watts and it Kristen Shaw. Who are both my friends, but just like get a host then, guys, if you don't <laughs> want to do your set up front. <laughs> I mean, I would have gladly hosted the show mm -hmm. and been paid to host the show, but I, I, um, I took the first part of my set just to do some throwaway lines, and yeah. then I got into my actual piece, which is uh, Andy Kaufman Awards. You're not supposed to worry about anything but your thing you're doing, but I was so concerned that people hadn't been warmed up yet. Oh. So, so I, I really bit the bullet, and I should have just been more selfish, but I felt the person after me had a great set. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the person after Did Oh, I don't know. Was it the winner? Did the person after I, you it win? It may have been. I may have helped that person out. I believe Brent Weinbach won. Uh, did he win? He it was all the nicest people. It yeah. was he was in it. Kate Micucci was in it. Yeah. It was only the nicest people I've ever met doing comedy. It was a murderer's row of nice people. Yeah, and then um I think it was that show that Tim and Eric got in trouble for actually somebody actually vomited on stage and the um stage crew was so upset. <laughs> and and I, I, at that point I was like I wrote a note to myself that I should never vomit on stage, even if it's on accident. So eight years later, have you held that promise? Yeah, and I've gone on stage with plastic bags, too. Oh. Because I couldn't find subs on some days when you get food poisoning yeah. or something, and then you're worried about puking. And then I just took a take. I've taken a plastic bag on several times uh, on stage, and I've also worn adult diapers. Not, not ashamed. Do you, I guess before we proceed, I should ask, are you wearing adult diapers now? No, but I wish because they're really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any plastic bags? I do. I have my umbrella <laughs> in there. Okay. Can I just say that yeah. when you're wearing, when you're like, you don't have a much of a physique, like I don't have a lady shape. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting quiet in here because everybody else is quiet. Right. We're matching them. But when I wear, wore these adult diapers, because I had to go to the hospital after passing out and getting an emergency enema, I still couldn't find a sub. And then I still went and did the show. And I was on morphine and adult diapers. Where was so that gig? That was Minneapolis. And I was recording a DVD. <laughs> and then I was too ashamed to put it out. <laughs> but maybe someday. That would um, be a, a fascinating DVD to watch. It should knowing be in the extras, right? Knowing this information now. Yeah, yeah, it should be in the extras. So, um, in fact, I should just do a whole ad. The brand is called Poise. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, when I wore them, I felt confident because it gave me a nice shape. Oh. Like a woman's shape. It, the padding like, of it. Yeah, like junk in the trunk. Oh. And it was looked better than normal, because I have more of a flat presence all around. So does that run in your family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no curves. No. 
it's not there's no curves we we all look like long distance runners um i is this wrong to say people either mistake me for uh, a runner or a lesbian like a long distance runner or a lesbian gal and um well you're lean i don't do either of those but i feel like i should do both for some reason i get it so often to own the character or yeah, the, the long distance lesbian. That's the name of my novel. Oh. <laughs> but well, you gave up the blog, but you picked up the great American dream of a novel. Yeah, so right, right. I don't mess around with balance. the small stuff. It's all balance, really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> shoot. You know what they say? Shoot for the stars. Mm -hmm. And then um, if you don't hit the stars, then maybe you got something else done. There's a plaque that says that. <laughs> your your new CD. Yay! Pig Woman. Pig Woman. It has a lot of crowd work in it, which I did not... You listened to it. I did. Oh, I did thank not, you so I much. I did not think crowd... When I think of Mary Mac, I don't think of crowd work. Really, I just do about everything to not hear myself. <laughs> so if I can get the crowd to do my set for me... <laughs> What's the first thing you look for in someone to talk to? You know what? I just point things out, like, and mm. try to take away some of the filters, but not all the filters. And um, I just look for someone I'm genuinely interested in. And then, then we can have a conversation, you know? Like, I don't need it to be funny. If it becomes funny mm -hmm. in an organic, unforced way, like Brave New Workshop will teach you, you know, as a improv, improv school in Minneapolis that I did before I did Groundlings, it, it becomes funny in that it's just honest and I'm genuinely interested in people. Like I, I talk to people after the show for forever, you know. That's good. It builds. That builds fan loyalty, I would imagine. I don't know. Usually, just results in these like drunk ladies spilling wine all over my merch. Mm. And then I lose like seventy, hundred dollars in merch. You don't make so them buy the merchandise, are they? No, I try to shout it out, and um, wine doesn't come out that great. No. So it's always wine. It's always red. So you, uh, you draw a red wine drinking crowd. <sighs> Who knew? I'm going to start <laughs> banning red wine <laughs> from the areas I'm selling my my merch. But I really do like to talk to people and mm -hmm. and it's a I you know a lot of comics would not put out an album where there I do I do m some bits in there. Right. I never know what bits I'm going to do and I didn't mean to record a CD that week. It was just somebody w else was recording. The oh. opener was recording a CD. Okay. And so I was like I asked s the stand-up records guy I said do you want to just leave it recording and he did and that show I just pretty much took just took the whole show because I love shows like mm. Steve Martin or the Rat Pack where you hear the whole show and what's happening and um, it's not necessarily a tight well crafted <laughs> but uh, there is skill involved in it mm. and there is skill involved just in being a, a live entertainer. And I, I feel like 
it reminded me of like a radio show, you know, where it was entertaining right, for the crowd, and I had a great time. Because you gave the microphone to multiple yeah, crowd members. Yeah, I always you actually request them on the mic. Yeah, I request three mics on stage now. People hate me because <laughs> <laughs> I, I always want a mic for. Because mm-hmm. you know. When did you start doing that? I've I've always done it. People just don't come to my shows. Is the problem? I think. <laughs> well, I so rarely am in the same city as you, so that's my excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And and then when you're here, sometimes you only have so many many minutes in New York, mm-hmm. so that you can um right, you can't get do your it. crowd talks. Right. Crowd talks. It's like t- TED talks, but more of them. Mac talks. Y- yeah, Mac talks. But you know, we were at Gotham last night, and the host did a lot of crowd rap and I was really envious because I wanted to be that person. Like, he didn't care about those people. I really care about those people. Uh. I care too much. And and I wanted to be the one talking to them, not him. He he doesn't even remember their names, probably. Do you? Yeah. Frank was one guy. Who was your favorite crowd member at the show that you were not on last night? Well, it's probably um, Frank's wife, just because she helps disabled children. Oh, yeah. But um, she didn't give her name. No. Mm-mm. But they were Italian, and that might be something memorable in New York. <laughs> in a little bit. <laughs> but, but no, I, I really care about people enjoying it, and I wish I didn't. It's a so burden. So is that is that what drew you to comedy in the first place? Or or did you think about something else? Oh yeah, involving I never never meant to do or comedy. No. I meant I was I tried to help people with my clarinet. Okay. I Wait, was I know you play multiple intru- <laughs> instruments. Was clarinet the first? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That was, I, my, that was my first instrument. Was it? Yeah, fourth I played from fourth grade through eighth grade. You, why'd you stop in eighth grade? Uh, puberty, I think. That's just when it you're getting strong, <laughs> Sean. You got heads. Uh, you got men have the good lip muscles. Like men's. I wasn't thinking long term. I'm a feminist, but I have to admit, men have b- have better embouchure at many points. I wasn't thinking long term. I was thinking. I yeah. was. I was in the junior high school band, and. Nobody else in the eighth grade seemed to like the junior high school band. Mm. Oh, that's common. I, you gotta so get past that the, part. So I played the tape out, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to be in the high school band. Nobody seems to like the high school mm. marching band." Mm. Yeah, we didn't. What? Where did you go to school again? What? State? I was. I grew up in Connecticut. Oh gosh, we didn't even really do marching band in northern Wisconsin because it was so cold. My so. my proudest clarinet moment was probably still in elementary school yeah. when my next door neighbor and I we both played clarinet we did a duet to the theme song of the greatest American hero believe it or not yes. I'm walking on air I never thought I could feel so free we played a duet on the clarinet uh, in sixth grade while the fifth grade chorus sang shut up <laughs> That's the coolest thing I ever heard. But Do you still have the music to that? Because I would, if... It would be in my parents' house. Can you get it? Or can could they mail it? 
because that's something I'd like to do here in New York. <laughs> I mean, this is like nobody's I doing that anymore. You were so far ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, we were in the moment. It was the 1980s. Y yeah, but... We weren't being nostalgic. Yeah, but in the future, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> what? <laughs> How did you pick clarinet? Uh, there was a clarinet in the basement. <laughs> it was my mom's from okay. the 40s. Oh. It stunk so bad, but I still played it, and I played it all the way. It was a wooden old clarinet, mm -hmm. very old, and played it, and I got a scholarship to go for, for college, par little part mini scholarship for clarinet, and then I got a degree in or bachelor of music in, in clarinet. Did you imagine like joining an orchestra or... Sean, it's kind of embarrassing that? what I thought. I would, growing up, I would sit in my bedroom and um, make medleys okay. with my mom's 1940s and 50s songbooks yeah. that I also, um, she also handed down to me. Um, medleys like, don't let the stars get in your eyes, don't let the moon steal your heart. And, and I would combine that with like, somewhere mm -hmm. over the rainbow, anything that related to the sky. I'd find a way to combine that into a, a wordless clarinet medley. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And I'd sit in my room for uh -huh. hours and hours and I'd play and pretend there I was in a smoky Vegas lounge and that I couldn't stop playing or, or the people wouldn't mm -hmm. be entertained and I my lips would bleed because I'd play for hours on my medleys yeah. and try to make it sound it's hard my room had so much carpet in there oh. and uh, but you didn't rip the tough. carpets up you didn't get to that <laughs> no. level of obsession no I didn't get to that Miles Davis or who was the guy that there was a sax player who uh, sanded his teeth to fit the sax, and I can't remember who that was actually. Uh, hmm. I don't remember who that was. I no, I mean I I want to say names, but that would just yeah that has no basis in truth or facts. No, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's all tr oh oh yours. Yeah, me just coming up with names of yeah. people I know who played the saxophone. So then you know I had a degree in clarinet, and then mm -hmm. I went to grad school and I got a degree in. Uh, conducting a okay. master of fine arts in conducting and then um, I started I taught band for a while mm -hmm. and then I had a polka band at night and then I just went into I really liked performing and our band was so bad that I had to make up a lot of stories to stall for time in between okay. the songs in our four-hour gigs so <laughs> So when I think of polka, I think of it being a full it's a day. day affair. It's an event. My grandmother on my father's side loved Bobby Vinton. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> we could go on and on, Sean. <laughs> but, you know, this is about me. Right. No, I'm just kidding. But, but, um, so why would you ever give up polka? Oh, so the people start, well, there's a lot of infighting um, in a polka. I keep looking like somebody's over there listening to us, but that's just the record player. Um, so um, there's a lot of, uh, of drama in mm -hmm. a polka band that people aren't aware of because most of the people are alcoholics. Mm -hmm. um, and so you get free beer, but we always owed on our tab at the end of the night even though we got free beer somehow we still owed wow. so a lot of fighting that's some funky math 
Mm-hmm. And and then um, we pretty soon the people in the crowd would say, well, we sort of like the stories better than the music. We're Some. getting kicked out of here, but let me quickly tell you, um, people like the stories better than the songs. Yeah. So then I just started writing stories and telling stories at and it was easier than hauling drums around. Is there another coffee shop we can get kicked out of? I hope so. <laughs> Has it I'm been an hour? I'm looking forward to it already. We should just do this on stage. At, I'm going to do a set over yeah, we there. we should just do it at, at the, the set? At the creek, no, creek in the cave. Mm. Well, the audience just does enjoy. This is a lot of drama. A lot of podcasts don't no. have drama like this. No, a lot of people don't set the setting. <laughs> they, I'm not, we're sitting at a miniature table. You're in a chair. I'm in a padded booth. There's records all around. It's a quiet room. Yeah. People have been very polite, though we are holding microphones. I feel... We could go to the porch of the yeah, creek. Yeah, let's go to the porch of the creek. Okay, okay. And, but I'm using a different voice. Okay, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We're here, for, we're here for the second half <laughs> with Mary Mac. We just got kicked out of Sweet Leaf, and we've uh, re-adjourned here on the back patio of the creek in the cave. Yeah. And you were just telling me about how you started comedy. Mm-hmm. Essentially out of the riffing slash killing time in your polka band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of riffing, a lot of prepared pieces. I had games I would play mm-hmm. with the audience, one called Wait, or Weigh It. Wait. Weigh it. Weigh it. it. But it came out wait all the time because okay. if you're from Burnett County, Wisconsin, when yeah. you want to say wait, stop, you go wait, it, stop. <laughs> and <laughs> so then I told the crowd, this game, we had a scale on stage mm. and the whole thing was like, we pick an object and you guess how much it weighs. Ooh, so the game I was like called game. Weigh It. Weigh so I prepared oh, a lot it. of, sh- a lot of real, real um, gut hitting But this was still material in, like the, in the music halls. You were doing oh, this in the music halls. You want to call <laughs> some I'm, of I'm these dive bars <laughs> a music hall? I'm okay with that. No, what was the fr- they so were, how did, they were so, bars. So how did you go about transitioning fully uh, from dropping the polka band to yeah, being a solo it, artist? It actually just dropped. Like our, our band broke up because of all the fighting there was. Mm-hmm. And then my roommate, I was in Nashville actually, and my roommate... We played this game mm-hmm. uh, where she would act as my manager, even though I had nothing to manage. There okay. was no, and what this game entailed was um, she would sign me up for different open mics or auditions, and I wasn't allowed to not go. I had to do it. That was the game, right? Okay. I think we're about to get rained on. So yeah, we maybe, are about to get rained on. Maybe we're just. We need walk, to move before we get yeah, electrocuted. Yeah, walking in under this. Under this. Oh man, this is yeah. an exciting episode. You never had so much action in, no, in an episode. It's of, very exciting. Of a, Wait, you're of not. Of a podcast before. Are you still what? I'm. I'm okay. Okay. I have an umbrella. Yeah. Is it weird that we're standing next to you guys doing a? It's. What, it, it's a live is audience. It, is it making you uncomfortable? Really? We're out with the smokers. Wouldn't that be funny if people would just go out and do podcasts instead of smoke? Like I have to take a podcast break. I think we're 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 ahead of our, we're once again ahead of our time. 
Yeah, anyway, so, so, um, wait, um, so I moved we're from gonna Polka. reset the scene. We were in Nashville, you were in Nashville, and your yeah. friend oh, yeah. put you up for shows. Right, right. You, she the pretended. deal was you had to do it. It was open mics, and I didn't know what this they is your manager, before. yeah, right. And I wouldn't know what the open mics would be for. One so, time she signed me up for an audition mm-hmm. in the basement of a church, and um, I went there with my clarinet, and it turns out I was actually auditioning for a, a singing and acting part in the best little whorehouse in Texas. And it was in a church. So and did you change your audition piece? Immediately, since I had to sing a song. I just sang it like a standard. Okay. And I had to did dance. Did you know any standards? And I, everybody was dressed for movement but me. I was wearing corduroy pants and a very... Uh, sweat-inducing fleece sweatshirt. Oh, fleece. Not breathable. No. But I danced it's to this Michael Jackson number. Yeah. Um, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> but I did it because it was part of the game, you know? For the standards, did you fall back on your medley experience as a child? Piecing together I did, actually. So maybe, yeah. I didn't get any parts. No. In, in fact, I... Thinking yeah. they wanted me to leave as soon as oh. possible. What was the first comedy show then that you did proper? Uh, well, the first comedy show I thought I was doing was actually Black Poetry Night. Okay. And that but turned out kind of comedy. it wasn't comedy at all. And uh, but I still told my story. Yeah. Then the first one I actually did after that was um, in Nashville at a place, a bar called the Bar Car. Um, by a train track and uh, run by NashvilleStandup.com on a Tuesday night, I think, and uh, mm-hmm. I did it, um, told my seven-minute story. They were so generous with their stage time for beginners. <laughs> I told my seven-minute story, and um, it was so quiet. I loved it because I had been teaching beginning band, so I... I just couldn't handle the noise anymore. So when I go up, there's a truck. When I go up on stage and starting out, and and people laugh, that was great, but I didn't care if they were quiet because it was so nice to just stand up there and have people listen. To have I their had, attention. I felt no pressure for laughs. And I apparently I still don't. Well, that actually, <laughs> that actually brings it back to the Andy Kaufman mm. Award because... Andy just wanted the attention. Mm, it wow. was about his artistic expression. Yeah. Right? But then I started caring about people having fun mm-hmm. and realizing, hey, it's a show. They got to get engaged. But I, I do understand the need for or the appreciation of people listening because uh, I grew up, I, you know, there are six of us kids and um, my parents and um, whoever else was over, and I was the quiet one, and nobody would ever listen to me, and I was always, I never talked, because I was just listening to everybody else, and they were so loud, I couldn't get a word in edgewise at home, so, well, they were louder than me, loud for Minnesota, Uh, my mom's from Duluth, and my dad was too, so they're quiet for there, but my brothers and sisters were loud, so, um, comparatively. And so I, it was nice to be the one who got listened to. And so I still like it. I still like seeing what I can get away with people 
I like to see how far I can push it as far as what people are willing to accept <laughs> and to listen to. <laughs> In some places, not so much as others. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when did you feel comfortable enough with the comedy creator to realize that was going to be oh, your man. career now and not being teaching I, kids? Or yeah, I just, like, I, I jumped right in. Like, mm -hmm. I just... I just couldn't teach anymore. So did you quit and, that job right away? Um, well, I quit it, you know, I said I'd stay two years. I stayed mm -hmm. my two years. And then I uh, taught some lessons on the side. And then I was like, I just, I went back to Minneapolis, entered a comedy contest after doing like three open mics. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, I guess I do comedy now. <laughs> and did you win the contest? I got third. I okay. couldn't believe it. It was like hundreds of people, and I did you get a I met my husband husband that way. Oh, very nice. Yeah, in like 2000, 2002 or something like that. Two thousand three, two thousand two. He was in the contest. Uh, yes, he won, and okay. um, and he told my friend from high school, who, because uh, that Minneapolis is only a couple hours from home mm. where I grew up, and um, he told my friend. Yeah, Mary got robbed. He goes, she should have got second. Because <laughs> he won. Right. Uh, and but I, then you I, I still married him. Oh. So who won then? Oh, I didn't tell the story right, did I? I forgot. Tim won it. No. I got I mean, third. If you married him, then who really won? Oh, yeah, nobody wins. <laughs> we all lose now. Uh, that reminds me on your on your CD, you talk about about winning prizes and ribbons. What's oh. what's the last uh, non comedy activity that you participated in? Today? No, just in life. What's the last activity. event? Event. You talk about like participation ribbons and. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, what was the last activity oh. that you jumped into as a participant? Oh really? Um, this is great. This is a good. This is very. You didn't mean for this to be so hard. <laughs> it it's difficult. Oh, yeah? um, the last activity. Has it been a well, while? Well, every activity where you're not. Has it been a while since you like uh, were in stage. a were in a league or did yeah, something as a that's hobby? That's a great question. I read. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> you get a participation medal for reading. Um. I uh, oh I have my summer coffee cart that I I oh, yeah? I do I did that for six weeks this summer because it's always have a, it's always good to have a backup plan where you lose more money than comedy. Where is the summer summer coffee cart? My it's a camper. I have a little camper. Okay. I, I fixed it up. Yeah. And modified it to serve espresso and um, and uh, um, coffees, okay. gourmet or organic coffees. Erhan would hate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's a it's a mobile operation. Yeah, well, no, I just stay parked because it's too hard okay. to keep moving it around. But I I plug into the power. This used to be a taxidermy shop, and then some fancy people in there mm -hmm. moved in and made it an art gallery. Okay. And uh, so I, I plug in there, but I lose so much money, and then you know it's just a break from comedy where I'm actually working something that seems like a real job, and you have to get up early and. I have a, there's a lot of characters coming through, and there's no yeah. coffee shop in is this, town there. Where is this? A&H, Wisconsin. Okay. It's like by 
Webb Lake, Wisconsin. Are you familiar? So you can dominate the <laughs> coffee yeah. market. Yeah, yeah. There's no coffee there. And no Starbucks, uh, no Dunkin' no, Donuts. No fast food, no, no nothing. So people appreciate you for being there, and you get regulars, but then then you have to go back to comedy. Yeah. So you leave these people high and dry. And Do you put up a sign or when you're not uh, Just you're pack not it up and get the hell out of they there. They just know when they don't <laughs> see the cart. Yeah, because I'm so far into debt at that point. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I'm fine because I save up for it. I don't. I know it's just something to clear my brain right. and make me feel like a real person again. You also, I mean, you interact with customers. So that's yeah, some people recognize you, you know, from like, so the tourist is a yeah. tourist area. So they're like, oh, I hear you down in Milwaukee on the radio. Because Milwaukee's like six or six hours, seven hours south of there. Yeah. And, and uh, you can't escape them when you have a recognizable voice. So, it's true. Yeah, people remember. They remember you. Yeah. But uh, then I just, I'm, I just think, oh, please, please let this coffee be great so they come to my comedy show. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, it would be uh, coffee, my coffee camper. Yeah. What's the, um, I mean, you sent me a link today about the the woman who did the cover art. Yes. For your album. So I just want to make sure we mention that because yes. that that's remarkable that Yes. It's she, it's it's made out of seeds. It's made out of seeds. That are native to Minnesota. Native to Minnesota. That's the rules of the fair. <laughs> because um, at the state fair in the horticulture building there's what's called crop art. Mm-hmm. It's been going on jeez, maybe like over 50 years mm-hmm. where people do very elaborate uh, uh, paint it's like paintings, but there's no paint. It's all, it's seeds. all seeds. And maybe I should, I should um, find some of my photos to send to you, to put up. But it, it's a tradition. And um, w- since I have some state fair jokes on my CD, we the label Stand Up Records commissioned this lady to do um, my portrait in all seeds. Yeah, and it was amazing, but I, I was We're on display up in horticulture, and she won an award of merit for the special occasion category. I know. I was so impressed. I was like, I don't even have to do comedy anymore. I mean, where do you go from there? No, where do you go? Yeah, so, so when you, people get the CD, if they do, like, they can't tell that. That it's, it's made a, out of, of seeds because Minnesota it's just seeds. A, a photograph <laughs> of the Minnesota seeds. Where is the actual <laughs> crop art now? Did you keep it or where? You know, or it, did it it's, get sold? I didn't get. It's at the lady's house because okay. she actually lives in my neighborhood. And mm. come to find out after the fact. Oh wow! And I walked by her house one day. And she's like, "So who gets this p- artwork?" And I'm like, "I guess I don't know. I guess the label gets it." So. Um, yeah, it's a. I don't know. I don't. Hmm. I should get it because yeah, I have folk art at my house. Should be hanging in, in your yeah, house, or, but I didn't pay or for on it. the coffee cart. Yeah, wouldn't that draw some people? It would. <laughs> yeah, what? I didn't pay for it, so oh. I can't have it. But hmm. maybe someday we'll see. But yeah, barter it for some coffee. Yes. Yes. Give yes. her a free <laughs> lifetimes of life. Not, uh, <laughs> no, actually, no, you can way. strike a better deal than that. Yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the last uh, the last great advice you've received? Oh. Hmm. Anything that uh, you've Gosh, incorporated I into did, your life? I did get some good advice the other day, but my problem with good advice 
is I always forget it. Mm. <laughs> Which <laughs> I, and I say it out loud too whenever somebody tells me something I'm yeah. like that's good advice I'm going to remember that one and then I never do uh, so, um, so I, uh, I, I, I don't know I, can I can I email that answer in I, <laughs> and then we'll read it we'll read it on the air yeah yeah What's I'm going to email that one in <laughs> <laughs> when somebody asks you for advice who's new to comedy, yeah. what's the first thing you tell them? Oh, I tell them what everybody says, write stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I and um, try to be yourself and don't try to be somebody else. Um, and I think that's the main thing. You know, I always tell people to have some clean material yeah. have a bunch of clean material because you make a lot more money you know yeah. I'd make all my money in January February March working for all kinds of weird businesses doing clean comedy and then I can say whatever I want to and then you can the rest sell of the coffee time. over the summer yeah because yeah. you've already made all your money yeah yeah but I forgot to get bookings this year so now I'm, I'll be at I'll be at a club by you <laughs> <laughs> at a club near you. So Mary, Mary <laughs> Mac is available. I'm available for bookings. Please reach out to her. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I wanted to, f I have no representation right now. Oh. So I Neither wanted do I. to. Do you? You don't. We, we but, represent each but other. But usually journalists don't. I'll be your manager. Oh. <laughs> I can. And then you I just send me out for things. Yeah. This will be just like in Nashville. I, I mostly just text you, are you awake? <laughs> Have you written anything yet? And I'll just book you for gigs. Uh, I'll take it. I, I mean, and but... And send you on them. Yeah, I just... I, just like old times. Yeah, just like old times. I mean, I just... I thought I'd get that done in New York this week, try yeah. to interview people, and then... Or not... I mean, like, kind of meet meet yeah. with people, and then I remembered, oh, I'm old. Is there... Are there people who <laughs> want to represent ladies who are so. maybe only a decade away from playing grandma there's is there a, a niche for that there's a big market for that oh it's getting loud do we yeah, fade out loud. i think we fade out into the crowd i think we fade out into the ground Paul. oh i hope you end i hope you edit this on a on a high point <laughs> and it ed edit it end on a high yeah, point i think i think we, we just kind of blend yeah we just kind of we just kind of yeah, yeah. yeah so thanks mary This episode of the Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brazell at Showbiz Studios. The music by Camille Harris and Shockwave, logo by Gigglechick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com, for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean McCarthy. Thanks for listening. Thanks first.